lot going on. Juicy stuff. Rams win. Yeah. Dodgers take two out of three. Close the gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was right about the Bruins. SC looked really good. There's a lot, Al. Listen, I'm not asking for much. I just want a race in the NOS going down to the wire. <laughs> Check. I want college football games that start at 745 at night and go till 1130. <laughs> Wasn't it not closer to midnight by the time that thing ended? Whatever time it that sure was. Like turn it. around with games starting at 10 a.m. in the morning in Indianapolis and then going all the way till pretty good. last night. That's not bad. No, it is not bad at all. And the Don- Gavin Lux is hot. Max Scherzer's going to win the Cy Young. There's a whole bunch of things to get into. I have a very quick one. It's kind of a non sequitur. Are you ready? Yeah. Have you ever hurt yourself while sleeping? Like, yeah, you, I think you, I have. <laughs> because no, I think I I'm have. going through something right mm-hmm. now. I, I worked yesterday, did the Rams game pre-half and post, mm-hmm. and the end of the first quarter and third quarter, one-minute hits. And felt good. Went home. Okay. Watched, watched the Sunday Night Football game. Kansas City. Lamar Jackson How was your the hit? Chiefs. How was your hit in the third quarter? Pretty good. Actually clean. I was fired up for it. It was nice. Went to bed. Felt good. Woke up this morning. Ready to attack the day. Ready to go do Travis and Slee. Mm -hmm. Ready to get into Ask Slee, which we do every day in our Monday, Wednesday, Friday at uh, 1055. Did somebody come in, like Nancy, no. uh, Tanya Harding, come no. into my room in the middle of the night and hit no. me into the pipe on the knee? No. What's wrong with my knee? Why can't I stand up? 100% I've pulled a hamstring in the middle of the night <laughs> with zero athletic, nothing. We, nothing happened. All I did was churn. I wanted to churn from my left to my right, and I have a torn rotator cup. We were one step away from you guys having to send out a search party during the break because I almost went down in the hallway by the elevators. I nearly just by myself mm-hmm. had a uh, ACL tear you know just I down the hallway. We'd have got the Comrexes, met you out in the hallway. We'd have continued the show from out there. There you go. You know what happened one year ago today, Al? I do. Whoop. It's not cool. Let me try that again. Let's try it again. Trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! Crowd was going crazy. <laughs> crowd was going crazy. If the crowd, you mean me in my living room, yes. Okay, so this is what, what takes me back. Trav, I think you said it best. That moment, Lakers will win the championship. It was over. Like that, that was the, okay, Denver's kind of putting a scare. There's a there's some talent here. Hey, by the way, they got confidence. They were down 3-1 against the Utah Jazz. Yeah. They came back. They were down 3-1 Clips. against the Clippers. They came back. And you felt like, yes, you're going to beat the Denver Nuggets. But that moment, Anthony Davis, which is really his defining moment so far in the NBA, Western Conference Finals, Puts up a buzzer beater. Lakers end up winning the series. He gets his first NBA And it was over. Even though it was the Western Conference Finals, that was kind of the end of the line because what was coming out of the Eastern Conference with the Heat at that point did not scare me at all. I remember when we first started doing That's shows right. together, yeah. I'm like, Al, this is this is a wrap. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Miami's going to beat the Lakers four times in seven days. The, the second AD knocked that down, it was over. And this is what I'd like to see from him. Look, not, game winner every night would be great, but what I would like is to not have it be the one moment we talk about, but one of many moments that we talk about where he just puts that team on his back and goes. What's the date today? September what? 20. September 20th. That was a year ago today. How the hell was that a <laughs> year ago In the conference today? finals. In the conference finals. We saw the NBA finals, and oh, by the way, you still played a full season after that where the Milwaukee Bucks were crowned champions. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The further we get away from 2020, uh, the weirder it's going to say. Wait, they played mm-hmm. the NBA finals in November? Mm-hmm. Really? Are we sure about that? I thought they start that. I guess it was October, but the October whole thing was, was a, the October twelfth was the final game, and I remember, you know, we're about to start this NBA season. The preseason starts October third, so before you even get to, you're going to be starting 
another season and the Lakers still hadn't won that championship over a year ago. That just all it's that weird. whole math is it, the, the whole thing is bizarre. Two and zero, Al. The Rams are two and zero. They look to be in the mix of the best teams in the NFC. Now we can talk about the Bucks and how they looked, and you can talk about San Francisco. They looked pretty good They're through their first well. two yep. games as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I have felt better about a Rams team after two games than I do about this one because of the change at quarterback. You got to see it all again yesterday. This man does things that you have not seen in this offense in the previous four seasons. The throws, the velocity, the temperament, even after a bad interception, you just come right back and throw darts after that. I, I couldn't be more pleased with Matthew Stafford after two games. So uh, every time I hear you say that, I'm, I'm trying to comprehend this and say to myself, okay, I, I get it, Trav. They're, they're 2-0. and Well, who'd they really beat? They beat the Chicago Bears they're supposed to beat. They beat the Indianapolis Colts they're supposed to beat. But you keep going back to there's a specific reason why you're more excited this season than in previous seasons because you don't think this quarterback will lose you a game. That I if I'm if I understand it correctly, that's what it ultimately comes down to. Almost, it's it's he's not going to lose me several games, and more to the point, he's not going to lose me several games the exact same, same way. Way mm-hmm. that's look. I would. They play 17 games. There's 15 left. At some point, Matt Stafford's going to throw an interception that makes you go, "Oh God, really?" Right now, mm-hmm. that's going to be a tough one to swallow. I get it. It's going to. That, that's Tom Brady's going to throw one of those too. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw one of those. It happens. But what he's not going to do is make the same mistake in week five that he made in week seven, that he made in week nine, that he made in week thirteen. Where get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. It's just it's clean. It's relatively stress free. Even when they were behind yesterday and he got the ball back, it wasn't this. Well, are we going to get the guy that throws an interception? Or are we going to get the guy that takes a bad sack? Are we going to get a guy that throws uh, a touchdown pass? Or are we going to get the guy that doesn't see that somebody's standing right in front of his receiver and he throws it to him anyway? There's none of that. It's gone. If, it's gone. If Carson Wentz is still in the game there in the fourth quarter, a couple minutes left, um, do you feel basically the moment Carson Wentz went out, you just kind of knew, okay, yeah, the game. It was over. a wrap. The game was over. It was a wrap. Jacob Eason's not coming back. If in he's that game. still in the game, is there some worry there? That Wentz could, I know he has the potential to do it, but is there some worry that this guy can drive down? Now, this is why I mention it, is because a lot of things kind of went the Rams' way um, yesterday. Not everything, but enough things to where, let me use as an example, the first two drives for the Colts. Mm-hmm. You go for it on four downs. Some of it, I think, was questionable play calling. Okay, give the Rams credit. They get no points. The Colts don't, and they're inside the five-yard line. The next time down... I don't know what Wentz is doing. Throws an interception. <laughs> no, like a shovel pass interception, which you don't see those very often. Troy Reader. So they get zero points in two drives where they're within the five-yard line. Okay? That's one thing. Second thing is, at one point in the game, they're actually up after the uh, the the fumbled punt or whatever the case is. They're actually up. Stafford comes all the way down, drives, gets the field goal they need. Now, uh, now um, uh, Rams have a three-point lead. I just I say all this because as much as you're talking about how this was a good win over the Colts, there were some moments there that the Rams could have actually lost that. Game. Well, there's there's those moments in every game, but I, I would flip it back on you. I, I don't know if they caught some good breaks or they just have a really good defense. Right, that that the reason that they didn't get in from the one yard line is because the Rams had a hell of a goal line stand. 
the Rams have some really good defensive players. The Rams made a heads-up play. That that play that Wentz made, you're talking about with the interception, mm-hmm. it was a terrible decision. It wasn't a super easy catch. That that Troy Reader had to make that catch. That was not easy. He had to be heads-up. He had to be aware all of these moments. Absolutely. These are opportunities seized. And he, here's the thing. Like you said to me, if Wentz were still in there, how would I feel coming down the stretch? It would feel different, no question about it. The situation that I like more than anything else for the Rams, if you're mm-hmm. drawing something up perfect, it looks a lot like that yesterday. In a perfect world, you beat them by three touchdowns and you don't sweat it. But I like the idea of that Ram defense being on the field at the end of the game with the lead as opposed to the Ram offense being on the field at the end trying to punch it in and end the game. Because Aaron Donald gets to the quarterback in those situations. The reason Carson Wentz was out of the game is because Aaron Donald finally got his hands on him. On him right. He finally got his hands on him. That you were able to just that constant pressure that he brings. Maybe he doesn't get there in the first quarter. Maybe he doesn't get there in the second quarter. But when you needed it most, the goal line stand, the interception, the end of the game, Aaron Donald always shows up in those moments. I guess this is my point. I don't feel like they've been tested yet. So I don't I don't kind of sit back here this morning and say Wow, what an impressive 2-0 start. It more just has to do with the simple fact, yeah, you're supposed to be 2-0. Are you going to come over to my side if they beat Tampa on Sunday? Will you finally get on board? That's a big time. That's Can I, can I do this? You don't even have to just beat Tampa. You got three games, your next three games, Tampa, Arizona, both at SoFi, and then at Seattle. Go 2-1-1. and You come out of there 4-1 and in your first five games to start the season. You've pointed out there's some gimmies and layups after that. After that, it's the Lions, it's the um, the, the, the Giants, and one other dog of a team, too, that I'm blanking on at the moment. If you're 4-1 and in this schedule, um, that means you beat a really tough team or two along the way. And that's what I'm most curious to see because I, I don't think there was anything in these first two weeks. You could be excited about it. I just think that's what they were expected to the do. The Texans are the third team in that mix as well. So, no, they, they they are in a good position. Look, even if you lose two or three, which make you feel a certain way because they're playing against some some better teams. But if you get to that eight-game eight, eight game mark and you're 6-2, and two, you're loving it, regardless you don't of want, who those wins but are But you against. don't want that loss against Seattle and Tampa. What, oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, no, for sure. You want one of those – Sometimes you can have a bad week because you just don't live up to the expectations. You don't, you know, you don't play to your opponent. But when you get truly tested, that's why I think this weekend is going to be so excited. That's why I think these next three weeks are going to be excited because they play good teams. Brings us to our stat hero, weekend hero. Now, if you're playing stat hero and you should, you need to put Cooper Cup on your team. Probably. <laughs> he is just is this dude. cleaning up right now. I had Matt Stafford on my team this weekend. Mm-hmm. Didn't go my way. Matt Stafford did fine. Russell Wilson did a little bit better. Christian McCaffrey tore me up on Stat Hero this weekend. I almost did the block thing where you could take him two and just kind of neutralize That's it right. That's and right. go down there. But uh, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do Nick Chubb. I have a I big weekend Dak. for Nick Chubb. I had Dak. So-so? Eh, no. Not Cooper Cup good? No. Cooper Cup, by the way, what does he have now? Three touchdowns in the first two games? Mm-hmm. Almost, and- almost 300 yards. And big ones. These are not like garbage yeah. time touchdowns or, or you know, the game's 42 to 10. No. These are big moment touchdowns. But, you you know, to hit something, why you get so excited about Stafford, just use Stafford and Cooper Cup as an example. Hits him in stride. Nobody has to wait. Nobody has to stop. 
on the run, on the money, and you continue to go. That little route down the left-hand side mm-hmm. when Stafford hit Cup in stride on money, didn't have to slow down, that was the throw there. It goes, yep, that right there, we didn't have that. That throw would have been at his knees. That throw would have been a little behind him. It or would have been over high, his head. Took it would have been out in front. It mm-hmm. would have gotten there on time. That turned a 8- or 9-yard play into a 20-yard play, whereas with Jared Goff, you have to stop and wait. You're going to see it tonight. He plays on Monday Night Football. You're going to see all of those things tonight and how he does it. All right, Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of Travis and Sleeva Show. Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. You can play today for tonight's Monday Night Football game as well. Yeah, I have uh, a what, whole are bunch you, of Packers. Are you going to be doing this? Are you going to be doing the Jared Goff, you want him to have as much, just so we, just so you can come in tomorrow and say, hey, didn't I tell you so? I don't want him, look, I, I, don't, I don't, not in a million years would I say I know him. I've interviewed him a handful of times. He's a yeah. really nice guy. And he did everything that you could ask for him to do here that was within his skill set. He wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't lazy. He wasn't a guy that wasn't a team player. He's tough as nails. He took some shots. He he just wasn't as good as Matt Stafford. Simply put. Yeah, he just he's not as good as that other guy. And, and maybe in five years, the decisions that you talk about, he has a lot of tr- uh, difficulty with. That's maybe a great that question. changes. I, d- maybe okay. that changes. I think this may be just kind of my worldview deal that. Because I don't think that people once, change very once often. Something, I, as an athlete in particular, yeah. some guys can have an evolution. Like for instance, here's a, here's a good example. Vince Carter went from being one of the best players in the league, high flyer, you know, multiple time All Star, and then had an entire second career where he was a role player, a bench player, KG veteran, didn't have to play a lot, and there was an evolution of his game. And then there's some guys that the second their athleticism are gone, they're gone. Mm-hmm. That they're they don't develop new tricks Jared Goff's been in the league for five years has one of the most active uh, offensive minds as his head coach for most of the time he's been here the same mistakes in his second year in the league were being made in his fifth year in the league that does not fill me with it oh he'll figure it out Peyton Manning figured it out in a year sure you know some guys get it really quick some guys it never goes off unfortunately I think Goff's the other guy it's time you know what we're doing right now hit me all right we need listeners to call in right now 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776 for your chance to win tickets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. Great game. Plus, you got to guess the Super Bowl matchup and the score. This is all part of our Million Dollar Monday giveaway. Um, Okay, so just to add a little element to this, Mm -hmm. you're going to get a chance to pick whether you want a Matt Stafford trivia question or okay. a Tom Brady trivia question. Ooh. If you get it right, you get two tickets to this Sunday's game. Then we'll an guess entry. the score and an entry from there. There you go. I'm That's trying to think. Would I go, good setup would I go right Brady there. or would I go Stafford? I need to think about it. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
All right, so Million Dollar Monday right now, Al. We are loaded up with calls and just going to kind of walk you through this one more time so everybody understands exactly what it is that we're doing. We're going to bring you on if and we're going to ask you a question. You get to decide whether you would like a Tom Brady question or whether you would like a Matthew Stafford question. If you get that question correct, you win tickets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in L.A. next weekend against the Rams. In addition to that, this is where Al's checked out. He's already got the prize that yeah, he wants. Yeah, that's it. But in addition to that, we're also going to ask you to make a prediction on your Super Bowl teams and what the final score is going to be. So you need to have those things ready to go. And let me just say, guys, if you don't know the answer to this, at least make sure we have an NFC and an AFC team because if you come in with two from one, that's your answer and you're automatically out. So just make sure we're picking one from each conference. Okay, I'm trying the, to help you out here. The other part of this, too, uh, just to make sure we're all on the same page, if you get the trivia question wrong, game's over. Ne You're yeah, gone. Next, next guy. Next person's coming up. Next person is coming up. Are we ready for this, Al? Yeah. Let's do All it. right. Let's go to Paul in Ventura. Paul, you are up first. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, guys. I'm doing fine, Travis. Hi, Sliwa. All right, buddy. What do you want? You want a Matt Stafford question or a Tom Brady trivia question? Uh, uh, let's go with uh, Brady. Okay. What California town? Was Tom Brady born in? Oh my gosh, Northern California. Uh, California town. Tom Three. Brady. Two, oh my gosh. Uh, one. Yes. Just Pleasanton. guess. Uh, no, nope, that's incorrect. Uh, it is not Pleasanton. Sorry, Paul. Uh, it didn't work out I was, for you. I always get worried with those because yeah. I don't know if we're giving them enough time. Yeah, no, that was enough time. We we need to know the answer pretty quickly. Okay. Let's uh, try another one here. Let's go to Fernando this time. And Oxnard, Fernando, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, Fernando, do you want Brady or do you want Stafford? I uh, don't really know much about either, but... Uh, it's a good start. Let's go with, uh, let's go with uh, Brady. Okay. I think you might you got a chance. Don't sell yourself short. Here we go, Fernando. What college did Tom Brady attend? Oh, damn. Michigan? There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Way to go, Fernando. You got it. All right, so, Fernando, before we let you go, you need to stay on hold, but I need you to do this. Give me your Super Bowl participants and the final score of that game, Fernando. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say Rams versus Chiefs. Okay, and the but final they, score is uh, what? Let me say uh, Rams 30-37 to, to 30. So you have the Rams 30. winning okay. against the Chiefs 37-30. to 30. Yeah. There you go. Fernando, congratulations. You win tickets to Sunday's game against the Bucks, and you've got a chance to win a million bucks. By the way, not a terrible pick, 37-30 to 30 against the Chiefs. Do you know how pissed Carlo Matthew, Hector, <laughs> Joe, Steve, everyone's very upset that Fernando knew that answer. They are a little upset, but they got a chance to win on Mason and Ireland. That's and they right. Got a chance to win on Sedano and Cap. Cap. So you got other chances to win today. You're, you know, you try to claim that you're not that nice of a guy. Yeah. No, you're a nice guy. What did I do? That question should have been further on. Like, hey, we got to get an answer. <laughs> we got to get an answer. We can't be doing. It's been well, 14 okay. minutes when we started this. I, I understand, but the when when Fernando's first response is, I don't know anything about either he of set these guys. You up. Well, maybe if he did, then he it worked for him. Set you up. If that's what he did, then good for <laughs> Fernando. Fernando, I'm proud of you. Good job. Uh, you got a chance to win him. By the way, how good must that feel? I I, I got tickets to the game. Okay, wait, and oh, just, by the way, I got a shot at a million bucks. Yes, correct. But let me go back to the game real quick. Okay, <laughs> I want to just go back to the game. A lot of what are the Rams going to do on third and five? A lot of our listeners 
have never been to SoFi Stadium, mm-hmm. right? I haven't been to SoFi for a game. You know, we went and did, we were there for uh, a couple, whatever that was, a month, month and a half ago. To go to a game at SoFi Stadium for the first time, and you're playing Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champs, the defending champs, that's pretty special. Fernando gets that this weekend. Yeah, look, I've only seen Tom Brady play once. It was in the Super Bowl in Atlanta a couple of years ago against the Rams. It's yeah. it's pretty fun to see one of those living legend guys. I had uh, season tickets at Foxborough. <laughs> All right, I've waited long enough for you to bring it up, so I'm just going to bring it up myself. Uh-huh. I won the, the week two of the picks. All right, br- give us a breakdown of sure. how you won. Okay, well, I won both ways. I won under the Sliwa scoring system, and I won under the Travis scoring system. Which one did you win more narrowly? <laughs> They're both the same. They're both barely. So here's, here's what it is, right? It's the Sliwa picks. It's the Travis picks. It's the listener picks. We pick four games. We rank them with confidence points. Mm-hmm. All three of us went one and three. <laughs> so nobody had so a good week. The Rams didn't cover. Rams didn't cover. They won. What was a three and a half? Was it was? Uh, I think it was three and a half. Four. It okay, was four. four. All right. Pittsburgh uh, lost straight up. They were and the, favorites. And the listener won that one. He picked the Raiders. Hondo we picked, picked the, the Raiders at number one. Yep. And then you and I both had the Cowboys over the Chargers, but you had them at one, and I had them at two. So I win the week with two <laughs> points. <laughs> Everything else, Kansas City. We all had Kansas That's City. Awful. They lost, so it, it was a bad week. So what was the Chiefs? Chiefs was a big spread too. Wasn't the Chiefs it? had no only three and a half. So even if they kicked that field goal at the end, they still don't cover. Still little, yeah. But they uh, they they let that game go. That was a, a terrible look. So for the right Chiefs now the it's one one zero. Who has zero? The listener has a point. <laughs> yes, you have one point as well. I do. And I had a bye week. <laughs> You're still hoping to get back into it. The correct way of scoring is the cumulative points. I have the lead along with the listeners. We both have eight. You're you're right there. You still have, you have six. We got a long way to go. You're still there, but you might want to get on the board. That's all I'm saying is find a way to get one of them. Uh, I was right about that. The picks. I was also right about the UCLA Bruins. There was nothing I was more sure of then UCLA was going to do exactly what they did on Saturday night. I heard you. I heard you saying that for the last week, and they had an off week, so you had even more time. Two weeks. You had two weeks for them to prepare, and you had two weeks to say that UCLA loses games like this. Uh I'm like, Trap, listen, I get it. I understand. By the way, you know, just kind of throw this out there. Fresno State is now ranked top 25. They're now 3-1. and one. It's not the point. They lost to Oregon uh-huh. um, by a touchdown a couple weeks ago. So Fresno State's actually a decent team. They are a decent team. If you're UCLA and you have this opportunity at the Rose Bowl, you're number 13 in the country, you're 11-point favorites, everybody is now shifting their attention towards you, uh-huh. you're up 37-33 to 33 with 54 seconds left in the freaking game. Fresno State has to go all the way down with a quarterback that it looks like has cracked ribs to uh, to not just get a field goal, get a touchdown. You probably slept so well on Saturday Look, night. You know, I just figured it out. You're Charlie Brown and UCLA is Lucy. You, 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 you. This is the. T- she's gonna leave it down there. She's gonna hold it. I get to kick the field goal. It's finally gonna happen. And, and Lucy slash UCLA went. Nah, here you go, Chuck. Do your little cartwheel in the air, land flat on your back, and scream good grief. I don't care if there was one second left and they were down by 58 points. They would have found a way to lose the game because that's what UCLA does. They beat LSU. Great win. I'm not throwing any shade on that win. They beat no, it was. A, it was a, good a one. great mm-hmm. team. I, I don't know if LSU is great, but to beat LSU is a great win. And you're feeling really good about it. I have seen this movie so many times where UCLA goes, see, here we go. We're going to the Rose Bowl. We're going to win the Pac-12. Don't this do that, is boys. The year do the uh, frat gonna... guy, the frat boy. 
And then, bam, the team that comes in from a non-Power 5 conference, and to UCLA's credit, I'll give them a, a hair's width of credit, Fresno State's pretty good. Fresno State plays hard, they compete, and they've got good athletes on that team, and they're always a hard out. Oregon had a hard time putting them away, too. Yes. But they did. <laughs> but, but they did. They found a way to win the game. But this kind of goes, sometimes this falls into just the Pac-12 in general, uh-huh. right? Every time you just need a freaking double. Just keep winning. You're keep not going to from UCLA. Keep winning. You got two chances. Utah's got a chance. Not this year. They lost to San Diego mm-hmm. State over the weekend in triple overtime. You got two chances in that league for somebody that's going to give you what you hope you get. Oregon and Utah. Not SC right now. Certainly not UCLA. Here's what's going to happen for UCLA. You ready? Yeah. Since I was exactly right about the first one, UCLA will now win four or five games in a row. I was going to say, have some impressive wins. They're going to win four or five games in a row and look pretty good doing it. And then all of a sudden, they're going to have a game against Cal or Arizona. And they'll lose. And they'll lose again. And you look at the end of the year, hey, you know, UCLA, UCLA, they were 9-4. Pretty good year. You know, this next year, it's the frat guy. This next the year guy might back. be pretty good. You know, Chip Kelly in year four, he's going to be the guy that figures this out. Chip Kelly's fourth year at Oregon was this. UCLA, you know, they finally got rid of DTR. Then next year, no, no, no. Next Don't year. Don't be a beer, brother. You're going to beat somebody you're not was. supposed to. I don't know to, what that was. And then you're going to lay an egg against somebody that you should probably beat. It's what they do. Okay. USC. Eh. Eh. Okay, Mixed I, I, I think Mixed this bag. is I think this is interesting about USC. I know we do this when we come back, but SC rolls Washington State. They got a couple games in front of them as you know the interim head coach right now, Dante Williams, uh, kind of talked about maybe there's a quarterback duel. What if what if it SC all of a sudden all of a sudden starts rolling teams and this coaching we're looking for a coach coaching carousel? I, I think that might deserve more attention over the next couple of weeks if USC keeps winning. Absolutely, we'll do that next. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I was conflicted over the weekend, Al. I really was about the SC score because they looked fantastic for the last three quarters of that game, 45 to 14. They looked really bad at the beginning, and I kind of was going back and forth with good. I want, I want SC to be good. The Pac-12 across the board is better when SC is better. This city gets behind USC when they're good. It's exciting when Trojan football is relevant here. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but think, man, really? This is all it took was to finally make a decision that was right there in front of your face for a couple of years that Clay Helton was not the right guy for this, that the team was stagnant and stale and, and disorganized and bad penalties and not playing with a ton of passion. One guy gets shown the door and all of a sudden the real Trojan shown up. Why didn't we do that a long time ago? So I, I want to, you know, I kind of want to pause. I want to hesitate here for a second because I don't think you're going to pick a game against. Uh, Washington State, where all of a sudden everything's going to change. The tide has changed. You know what? Clay Helton's gone. Now you got some new blood in there. By the way, this probably is common where you make a coaching change and everybody kind of rallies 
um, behind the new coach. How long is this going to last? That's the question. So I, I just say this, and I, I think I have my hesitation sometimes on the Rams. I want to see them against good opponents. Got my hesitation on USC as well. USC in about a month from now has a game against Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Notre mm-hmm. Dame's top 12 or something like that in the country. Maybe even better. I think they're sitting at 12. Can we see what the what USC does? And this is my curiosity. What happens if you're USC and you're Mike Bone, the athletic director, mm-hmm. and you start winning some games right now? Okay, <laughs> so you take care of Oregon State. It's okay. such a weird question, but you're Take right. care of Oregon State. <laughs> you're right. Not a big deal. Yeah. Take care of Colorado. Awful. Then you got Utah after that. Two of those three games I mentioned are going to be at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Then you got that game against Notre Dame. Does USC look at the interim coach right now as somebody that's got a shot if he turns things around? I don't think – and you think they're going to hire somebody during the season? No. And, and the only person that they will hire during the season is Dante Williams. He's the only one that has a chance to get hired okay. in the middle of the year. So this season is going to play out, and that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, by the time this season's all said and done, do you have somebody that the students are – or the athletes are playing for. Do you have somebody that um, all of a sudden you got guys after games saying he should be our head coach? That's the guy. That's our. That's our leader. Look, you can't do it after you know. Like I said, you you beat Washington State forty-five to fourteen. That's all great and dandy. I, I just am curious if do the, does USC have a plan that they're going to stick to, or could it change? And I and I, I bring up that question because it did change. They didn't expect Clay Helm to be out two weeks into the season. No. Well, no. I, I hope not. I hope that wasn't the plan. And I, I don't want this to be about Dante Williams because, by all accounts, he's a great recruiter and a pretty good coach, and his team looked great on Saturday. So let's just it, – it's he happens to be the guy that got the job. Could have been anybody. If they end up hiring him, I think it's just another example. And again, let me be very clear. This isn't a reflection on Dante Williams. It's a reflection on whoever stepped into the void. For instance, Clay Helton stepping into the void a couple of different times. Mm -hmm. It means that you didn't have a plan to begin with. I, I, I think you're right. I think that coming into this season, not having already made your call on Clay Helton at the end of last season, and then firing him two games into the season goes to show that you didn't know what you were doing. You you don't you either fire him at the end of the season or you let this thing play out after a bad night. You went with the wind. You you went with the wind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if all of a sudden the wind starts blowing in the direction of your interim coach and they start winning a bunch of games in a garbage league this year. Pac-12 is bad this year. I'm a Pac-12 guy. I root for the Pac-12 when they go out of the conference, but seeing what we've seen so far with the exception of Oregon, really nothing has looked very good. And you decide that because he beats a bunch of bad teams that that's your guy, that's a problem because now you're just following the wind again. If you go and win a bunch of those games and let's say they come out of this and they're 9-4. and four. Now, you know I'm, I think they play 13 games, but let's say it's 9-4 and four or 9-3, and three, whatever it is and you decide to go somewhere else, that makes me feel a little bit better because it meant that you looked around, you made a decision, that was my guy, this is where I think I need to go, it would fill me with confidence. But if they decide that this is the direction they're going to go just because he gets hot this year, that's, can't a, that's they, not let, a winner. Let, let, let it's me, not a winner. But let, let, me, let me explain. Can't you get more information on something and then decide whether this is, let's hypothetically speak, mm-hmm. you have an interim coach, you're not sure how he can do in that position in that role. Do you ignore somebody that 
past success? Do you ignore somebody that is leading the troop? Do you ignore somebody? Yeah, th- this happens. Sometimes, sometimes a business or a company, they go out looking for somebody. And then really what they eventually find out, we have our CEO right within the company. Yep. Just using that as an example, yep. right? We hired from within. Mm-hmm. That might not have been their game plan. And six weeks from now, Maybe that's a whole different conversation because SC's playing some great football. I don't know if it's going to happen. Trevor. I'll, I'll just... give you a scenario where I can live with that. Where and, and it matters much more. And I think this is true. This kind of goes back to what we are talking about with Walker Bueller a minute ago. There's results, and then there's what does it look like, right? That While Walker Bueller's results the last couple of games have not been what you're looking for, he's pitched fine. He had one bad game against the the Giants. Whatever, throw it away. Happens to everybody. I don't. It, it doesn't really move me in any meaningful way about Walker. I still think he's otherworldly good. I have complete confidence in him. This is kind of the same thing with SC. If SC comes out and looks like they looked against Washington State, they're flying around, they're hitting, they're making plays, they look athletic. Guys are they're not taking a bunch of dumb penalties. Guys are following their assignments. They're getting better week to week. They're they're looking better in week eight than they looked in week four. And everything looks sharp and crisp and fast and new. I'm in. That means that he's taking them through the process that a good hedge coach does. If they just go through and win a bunch of games because the Pac-12 is lousy, mm. I'm not going to let the result steer me in a direction. How did you win? What does it is look like? Is there a like? big picture? Is that... the culture back? Mm-hmm. That you, you said it earlier. One of the things I love about what he said, Dante Williams I'm talking about, is that you know Jackson Dart comes in and, and, and Keaton Slovis gets hurt and Dart comes in and he lights it up. I love that there's a competition now. Is exact is exact quote? Yeah. Every day, every position of everybody on this team, it's always a battle. He's talking about specifically the quarterback spot. Yeah, let's go. That's what they did at SC. That's what or I should say under Pete Carroll at SC, where all of a sudden it wasn't just, oh, I'm next. I'm the next best senior. I'm the Show next. me. Show me. Who's the best player? Because he, you know who didn't do that? Clay Helton. Oh, let's go back to Sam Darnold's freshman year here at SC. Okay, I was doing the SC pregame show at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was around a ton of SC people. That, and they were all saying the same thing. Sam Darnold's the best team, best quarterback on this team. But we got. A, I forget who the other guy was. I, I wish I could pull it. And but there was another player. Was it Max Brown? It, it might have been Max Brown. I, I, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But it was well known. Clay Helton knew that Sam Darnold was the best quarterback on the team. But this guy hadn't had a chance yet. We, he's been in the program a long time. Was it Max Brown? Yeah. So he's been in the program a long time. We got to give him. No, you don't. Tough, tough. You know what for that guy? I get it. Nice kid. Worked hard. Been in the program. Done all the right things. Eh, that other guy's better than you. He's going to play. Because what happened when they finally said, "Let's put the better quarterback in." SC took off. Let's do that every week. I get it. There needs to be some consistency, but let's make guys fight for spots. Let's find the 11 best players and have those guys play, not the guy that's been around the longest. By the way, that that if you want your blueprint of success in any business, company, organization, you can't just say, well, this person's been here for nine years. Well, why wasn't that person? I'm just using that as an example. What if you got somebody else that's hungrier, wants it more? They're going to work harder. They're going to. There is something to that, and I think if you create that type of culture, it makes everybody better. What does it look like? Does it look like SC is playing like? Because they did out for for three quarters. They look like the SC team that we've been waiting for for a long time. They look fast. They look athletic. Yeah, Washington State stinks. I get it, but it looked good. Can you do that week after week after week? Not just win the game. I don't want you to beat Oregon State 27-24 to with a field goal at the end. Fine, you won, but that's not going to fill me in the right direction. Can you give – I know we got to go to break here. Give your comp when we come back because 
the power rankings before Major League Baseball started had a number of teams in the mix. And team by team, they're getting thrown out of the mix here where uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be part of the playoff picture. For the Dodgers, they've been steady. So let's do that. Plus, I know we uh, we got the dump as well. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. You bring up a good point, Al, about the Dodgers, where they are right now. Look, one game to go, or I should say one game behind, 12 games to go, right? A lot of stuff went wrong for the Dodgers. Now, a lot of stuff went right, too, because namely they have a lot of really, really good They're loaded. Yep. And they made a really good trade at the Mm -hmm. deadline. But go back to, as as hard as it is to remember, go back to the end of April, early May, when the season's just getting started. What was the, there were were kind of three storylines, right? There were, are the Dodgers going to win 110 games? Yep. Maybe more. Mm -hmm. Mm, Not 110, but it might be 104 or five. So they checked that box. They've done what they've done. Pennant race, to be sure, was a little unexpected, but they've performed at a very high level. The Yankees, hey, they've got everybody. They're going to run away with the American League, right? The Yankees, if the playoffs started today, would not be in them. That's right. <laughs> they're, they're out of the playoff picture and scrapping to get in with a wild card. The Padres, are they ready to challenge the Dodgers? Mm-hmm. We're going to have 19 World Series games against the Padres. That's what Justin Turner said at the beginning of the year. The first 10 or so? Sure as hell very felt excited. like it. Yeah, very excited. We had games in April where it's like, wait, this isn't October? They're coming unglued. They've already fired their pitching coach. Their two best players are screaming at each other in the dugout. Their manager, if the season ends on a Sunday, by Monday morning he's sure. going to update his LinkedIn page. Yep. He's, he's cooked. Mm-hmm. That thing is an absolute wrap. It really is a testament to just the stability of the Dodgers that despite Trevor Bauer, despite missing a bunch of guys with injuries, despite having a 5-15 and 15 stretch, despite the Giants playing out of their minds all season long, Dodgers just kind of plugged along and been almost exactly what you thought. Maybe they got there differently, but the performance has been remarkably consistent. Plugged along and you know the front office did work when they needed to. We've said this a couple times before. The Padres season ended at the trade deadline. That was it. It was over. You were. It really was. It really was. <laughs> and I, I, I don't. You know, I, I genuinely. It was the difference. The franchise had, I thought, a chance if Max Scherzer comes to the dot or to the Padres. You still had Hugh Darvish. You had Blake Snell. You had some other players that you know you can um, and some star power on offense. Okay. Since that trade didn't happen and it went to the Dodgers. 
the Dodgers took off in the other direction. Now the Dodgers have much more talent, but from a front office perspective and all the preseason rankings and this is what it looks like in spring training, what teams are going to come out on top, even, I mean, the biggest storyline, the biggest surprise in Major League Baseball has been the San Francisco sure. Giants. So they deserve an unbelievable amount of credit. It's hard for me to say out loud, but you're right. But when the dust settles, the team like the Padres, the Yankees, those teams aren't there and the Dodgers just keep keep flowing. The Yankees fall into this category a little bit too, but the Padres, it's a, it's a perfect uh, juxtaposition. The Dodgers have expectations every year and they wear it pretty well. You know, this is what we are. We got to win the division. We got to go to the World Series. We got to win the World Series. That's how it goes. The Padres, for the first time in forever, it's like, hey, you guys might be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just a mess. They think that for they couldn't hang for one year with expectations hanging around them. You worried, again, credit to Dave Roberts for keeping his guys together. You worried about the Cardinals at all? Yeah, of course. They've won eight in a row, nine to ten. Yes. Yes. Yes, because of that and because it's one game. Look, Max Scherzer hasn't given up a hit in nine seasons, right? Yeah, it was 1996 you're, he gave up his last You're hit. telling me that one to nothing isn't a possibility? Of course it is. An, a, a hit batter, okay? A sacrifice and a bleeding base hit. One to nothing and that's it. Sure, it could happen. I'm terrified of the Cardinals. I'm terrified of whoever comes out of that wild card game. Well, this just also shows these final 12 games, Dodgers are going to treat it literally as if every game is a playoff game. They want to be, uh, we've talked about this for a long time, but just 12 games left. They want to avoid what you're talking about. Absolutely. It's time for the dump. This kind of stays with the Dodgers here a little bit, Al. Did you see Mookie give that bat to the fan in Cincinnati? How great was that? So something stood out to me, and we're talking about um, you know just simply – kind of the face of baseball yeah right and this kind of came up over the weekend you saw Tatis in the dugout him and Machado arguing you've already made your claim you yeah. like Machado doing what he did because he thought it was a selfish pull your head by. out buddy let's go and then you got Mookie yeah um what was the guy's Dude, name so that got he, his first home run TJ Friedel okay. hit his first major league home run ball goes into the right field stands okay in Cincinnati it's at that point. It's incumbent on the Reds to track that ball down and get yep. back for the guy so yep. he has a souvenir. Mookie Betts, visiting team, is in right field, negotiates Negotiating. a deal right hey, there. He's putting together a deal. He gets the ball back, and then the next inning, he brings a bat out and hands the guy one of his bats. It was Autograph fantastic. Bat. Autograph Mookie Betts oh, bat. By the way, Nick or was it? It's T.J. Friedel or Mookie Betts signed uh, autograph bat. Give me the bat. Pretty easy, but how great of a look for the Dodgers, how great of a look for Mookie, well, and it wasn't done that's to make it look good, it just did look good. That's the key. Mookie's not, Mookie doesn't need another camera, Mookie doesn't, isn't looking for a PR uh, stunt, no, Mookie Betts is just being Mookie Betts, but I'm glad it was all covered. Alright, so on the Rams post-game show last night, one of the first segments that we do after the game is Sean McVay speaks with JB and MJD after the game, and he was pretty fired up. We're a resilient group, and that's going to f- going to serve us well. Okay, so that happened. And then JB says to him, don't worry, coach. We're going to be able to edit that out for you. And then Sean McVay doubled down. Let's go, guys. (laughs) So that's how that went. Tell me you don't get fired Uh, up if your coach is doing that. That is amazing. That is amazing. I've heard Clay Helton do that before. I've heard him a couple times drop a couple F-bombs at the right time. No, that, that honestly is hilarious and we have to keep that and use it 95 times during this season let's go guys (laughs) absolutely i loved every minute of it back to sc football very quickly Mm -hmm. um 
I'm a little bit of a nervous flyer. I'm better than I used to be, but I don't love it. I'll get on. I don't need to be, you know, strung out on drugs to get on the plane, but I'm a little bit of a nervous flyer. After seeing what happened to the USC plane, it's going to be a while before I get back. Did you the the plane? Yeah. The, apparently, planes have something called a tail stand. Who the hell knew that? And they forgot to. They forgot to. It's like think of your bicycle. You're eight years old. You ride it up to your buddy's house, and you put the bike down, and you throw the kickstand down. Apparently, airplanes have that too, because they forgot to do it, and this thing tipped back on its tail with the nose pointed in the sky. So I don't mind flying. I really don't. It's not a problem. But taking off, I get a lot of weird thoughts that come into my mind. Landing, I get a lot of weird thoughts that come into my mind. If at any point that happened where it just started kind of leaning back, whatever the place is, whatever the concept is, I'm not showing up to next week's game at Arizona. I'm like, you know, I'm driving there. I'll hey, drive Chet, there. you put the kickstand down on that uh, <laughs> 737? Oh, yeah, my bad. Kickstand on it. Come on, man. Let's get, a let's get some stand on a seven thirty-seven. <laughs> it's what they forgot to do. Oh, the the, the tail stand was not deployed properly. Yeah, That's I don't want to hear that. I mean, we're just one guy forgets to press a button in the tip. The the, the nose of the plane. What if I'm trying to get off the plane. What if I'm trying to get off the plane. How's this work? That is a bad deal. All right, so Oklahoma played Nebraska this weekend. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know, Oklahoma's good. Nebraska isn't. There was quite honestly, and I don't say this to be hyperbolic. Yeah, if you haven't seen this. It might be the greatest interception I've ever seen in my entire life. DJ Graham is a defensive back for Oklahoma. There's uh, t- Nebraska's driving. Yep. He throws the ball towards the, the right corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. DJ Graham, on the dead run, jumps in the air mm-hmm. with his right hand. Okay, The ball's going to the opposite corner. A backhanded, one-handed interception mm-hmm. in midair and then does a full 180 so he doesn't land on the ball before he hits the ground. Odell Beckham, you have been replaced. That is the greatest catch I've ever seen in my life. Wasn't that impressed? He fell to the ground, so he was down right there. If he could have just landed on his feet, now you're talking about a return, Trev. This is why we don't get along. This is why. Uh, no, Odell Beckham, one of the greatest catches of all time. That that genuinely, I just saw it here. You said, Al, come over here. You got to see this. <laughs> That's one of the baddest catches I've ever seen. I've never seen one better. I mean, there's been a lot of good ones. Odell's, of course, is is most recently, but that thing was on one-handed, backhanded, back. And here we are talking about why our hamstrings and our knees hurt while we're sleeping. <laughs> Last night, Sunday night football, uh, the Ravens beat the Chiefs for the first time in the Lamar Jackson era. That was a good win for them. They needed it. The Chiefs seemed oddly disinterested for this early in the season, but. The Ravens played Omar's whistle before they came out of the tunnel for there. Because Michael K. Williams played Omar on the wire, set in Baltimore. I Loved that, it. I thought that was a pretty sweet. Loved touch. it. By the way, you had you know all over Twitter, everybody just. And, and by the way, nobody came out of the tunnel. It was just they played it, which mm-hmm. I think was beautiful. You had a lot of fans who were in the uh, in the stadium that were posting it on Twitter as well. Really cool touch, and like you said, based out of Baltimore, it was fantastic. But much better than Ray Lewis doing whatever it is that Ray Lewis thing that he'd do, where he. Grab the grass he did it and gyrate, and yeah. yeah, I'm good. I know. If I never see that again, that's fine. You know, they get pumped in Baltimore for that for <laughs> yeah. some Ray Lewis. Yeah, they they can. I don't need to see. Let's put it on the side. Let's do the Omar whistle. How do they find the pods? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes, you could catch the full three hours. So from nine fifty five to one o'clock, we'll have uh, on the podcast channel. Just search Travis and Sliwa. No Dodgers tonight. Yep. They got an off night tonight, and then they go right back at it in Colorado. Three games. They got their three best guys. They need to win how many of those games, Al? 
So out of the next twelve games or these three? These three. You gotta sweep these three. With those three guys, you take absolutely five of six do. between the Rockies and the Diamondbacks over the next six games. That's only two though, because you're not gonna lose if you lose to Arizona, it's a wrap. You have to beat Arizona. We're gonna break it all down for you tomorrow. We'll talk about Jared Goff being back on Monday night football. A bunch of things to get to. Mason and Ireland coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN.